Mark Howard has been training business owners for over 20 years with online business tools and strategies that help them grow and succeed. If you want to grow your business fast and save time, then keep listening. If you want to grow it even faster in less than three months, then visit www.businessmachine.biz. And now, here's Mark. Good day, this is Mark Howard from The Business Machine, and in this episode, I asked a question, how do you tackle large projects? Be it online, be it a new service, a new offering, how do you go about tackling these new projects? In this episode, I'm going to take you through the five top tips in helping to manage and reach your goals, and why micro goals are the key to any business success. Did you know that you can get even more from Mark Howard, including mini marketing sessions, one-to-one sessions, and even access to his private VIP Facebook group? Interested? Then head over to www.patreon.com slash business machine and check out the different memberships he has on offer today. So I see this quite a lot in businesses, especially new micro businesses, when they're starting to look at their website or their online social media And they tend to end up with either cheap alternatives or restricted online solutions or particularly poor advice from people because they look at the project as a whole and they think to themselves, oh my God, this is like a mountain I need to climb and I don't even know how I'm going to get from A to B with this. So what tends to happen is people try to take a lot of shortcuts and look at thinking this shortcut is going to be the best way to do it. And this is where a lot of people make mistakes in their marketing, especially their online marketing. It's because to see a shortcut, and you see a lot of these shortcuts, by the way, advertising on places like Facebook and that, they really don't work. You know, what might work for one person isn't going to work for somebody else. And these people to pay, uh, pay a lot of money to get these shortcuts. So what you've got to do is you've got to take time out and look at your projects as a whole. And then what you've got to do is break your project into smaller chunks. And this helps you get a, gain a clearer insight to your end goal and allows you to tackle uh, issues head-on, and also allows you to tackle any changes in the project head-on as well. It allows you to be adaptable in your projects and your online business, and those that are not adaptable will tend to fail. I've said this before many times. You either fail to plan or you plan to fail. So which is it for you, what you're going to be, when you start looking at these bigger projects? Now, before we get into the top tips, my five top tips in helping you to manage and reach your goals, your online goals, your online marketing, I was drawn to a story that I heard years ago of a guy called Cliff Young, which really emphasizes this whole taking smaller steps and taking smaller chunks. And if you've never heard this story, you're going to love this. So let me set the background to this. Every year, thousands of runners converge in Australia to run the annual 875-kilometre endurance course from Sydney to Melbourne. This elite event is thought to be one of the world's toughest ultramarathons. It can take up to five days to cross it. Uh, only athletes, athletes at the top of the game typically dare to take it on. Most of these are seasoned runners, tend to be under the age of 30 because you've got to be extremely fit. And a lot of them have backing of very high-level sponsors, such as Nike. But all this changed back in 1983, when something strange happened. And that's when a 61-year-old competitor by the name of Cliff Young 
entered the fray. Young strolled to the starting blocks wearing nothing but his overalls and work boots. He made a very strange sight standing in his everyday clothes with his race number proudly displayed on the back of his shirt. So here's a guy, he's not even dressed for running and he's at least twice the age of most of the runners there. When questioned by the media, Cliff was optimistic about his chances. He told the Curious Press that his hard-working background gave him all the skills and endurance that he needed to finish, the, to finish this race. Now, what he said is his background was that he grew up on a farm where they couldn't afford to have horses or tractors. And whenever a thunderstorm come in or storms come in, he would have to go out and round up the sheep. And the only way he could do that was by running. And they had at that time around about 2,000 sheep spread over 2,000 acres. And he would have to run those sheep back into the farm. And he said it could take up to two to three days just before he can catch every single one of these sheep. And he believed in his mind that he could not only run this race, but he could also finish it. Of course, many people were sceptical about this and they weren't so sure. And from the moment the runners left the starting blocks, it looked like the sceptics would be proved right. And in the first mile of the race, Cliff was quickly left training behind his more experienced competitors. The crowds watched from the sidelines around the world and were bemused, intrigued and very entertained at the same time. Cliff didn't even seem to be running properly. He had this really slow shuffle and that put him in danger of injury, let alone completing the course. Now, to finish this uh, ultramarathon, you can understand that the runners that have to generally hit about 18 hours of running a day, and this leaves about uh, six hours to sleep at night. So the competitors will then go to sleep for six hours and then start again on the following day. Now, as an experienced newbie, Cliff had no such targets. The first night, he put his head down and he just continued to do slow shuffle throughout the night and into the early morning. When dawn broke, the other uh, runners, who were obviously sleeping those six hours, well, Mason Steele seemed still plodding along. And according to Cliff, it was all part of the plan. He tended to run constantly, completing the marathon without stopping until he made it past the finishing line. By refusing to stop for sleep, Cliff narrowed his gap, edging closer and closer to the front of the pack. By the last night, that signature shuffle wasn't so funny anymore. It powered him right into first position. And that's how Cliff Young, a 61-year-old farmer, set a new world record for one of the most grueling marathons in the world. Now, to set this apart, Cliff was crowned the winner, the world cheered, everybody was behind him, but then he was handed a $10,000 prize, and Cliff was shocked. He hadn't actually realised there was any money involved. Instead of pocketing his winnings and heading back to the farm, Cliff decided to give away his prize, and he shared it amongst his fellow runners. And the interesting thing is, Cliff didn't just do that alone. He then did it a second year. The next year, he went back to defend his title. This time, he took seventh, which might sound, oh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a stop. But what happens? He took seventh with a displaced hip. <laughs> this guy ran it for five nights solid. And what's happened is, since then, people have adapted what they call the Young Shuffle, the Cliff Young Shuffle, in order to get through this race. They run through the full five days day and night, right to the end, in order to do this. But they do this Cliff Young shuffle now in order to get through it. Now, the point of this story is quite simply, and it's very simply this. It's easy just to look at the bigger terms, look at the end goal, look at the end project. I mean, five days worth of marathon is hard, right? But what Cliff done was he broke it down. And yes, it was something that he was used to doing. It was something that he managed, but it was not unusual to him. And when people sat back and laughed... When people said that what he was doing was wrong, 
he continued and he proved everybody wrong. He proved all his sceptics wrong. And in fact, he became revered for what he was doing. So rather than following, he became a trendsetter. So here are my top five tips for you. Number one, you've got to recognise your main goal. Goals may can seem obvious at first, but until you write them down and really look at them, it's difficult to understand the scope of what you want to achieve. So, for example, uh, when you look at the marathon side of things, you don't just sit in your armchair one day and think, do you know what, I'm going to run a marathon today. And you, you whack on some running shoes, pair of shorts, and you go out and run a marathon. You, you don't do that. Nobody does that. Now, what you do is you prepare for the marathon. You take small chunks, you take small steps. So you might go out and you might run 20 minutes one day and then you might go into a 5K the following day. You may even do smaller runs like park runs. You may enter into 5Ks and 10K runs. But basically what you do is you build up. So you're recognizing your main goal, but what you're actually doing is you're trying to turn those goals into micro steps. And that is my second thing. Turning those steps into micro goals. You start off small and then you move it up. You go from the five minutes to the 10 minutes to the 20 minutes before you know that you're doing an hour, before you know it, you're running 5K, 10K, 15K. And this is what you're going to do the same in business. Yes, you have this big project. You have this big end goal, but you don't go for it from day one. We were never told that. What you have to do is you have to break it down. Establish every step that will get you there. And again, what you need to do is you need to set out timelines. You need to set out uh, project milestones. You need to identify your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, everything that you need to identify and establish every step that will get you from your start to your end. Once you understand that and you've got those micro goals in place, guess what? Getting to the end is not going to be no mean feat. And the great thing is once you've done it once, it's easy to do it a second time and a third time, as Cliff Young did. I think he finished his last race when he was about 78, 79, somewhere along those lines. Number four, set a timeline for each micro goal. Okay, if some goals are easily achieved, holding yourself to a timeline is important to avoid procrastination and overwhelming. And make sure you're not limiting yourself and also award yourself with a treat when you reach that particular milestone. It's easy to reach a milestone. You think, you know, I've reached that milestone, fantastic, and move on. No, take some time out be it a meal, uh, maybe you're going off to buy something for yourself. It doesn't matter what it is, but recognize your milestone efforts for what they are and treat yourself for it. And finally, number five is factor in breathing space. A common mistake when setting micro goals is to try and pack as many steps into very one small amount of time. And the trouble is when you start to do this, you can end up being injured before you finish the 5k for example if you do too much too quickly you could be end up being injured and it's the same in business you could end up moving backwards instead of forwards and, and we're still giving up entirely purely because you haven't factored in different areas of breathing space so you've got to take your time it's a marathon it's not a race and this is what I to tell people all the time yes it's great to have goals yes it's great to have an end game but you know what it is not a race the people that finish, the people who finish the race are the winners. It doesn't matter if they finish first or they finish last. They're the winners. The ones that try to finish it but don't quite finish it, you know, they're not losers. Don't get me wrong. They're not losers. But they would have learned a lot in that process so when they come back, they can learn what went wrong and how they can get over the finishing line next time. The people that don't do anything and just sit back and procrastinate, and look at what other people are doing. 
they're the people that really need to back up their ideas and look at what's going on in their lives. They, not, I don't call, no one's a loser, but these people really are missing out. So there are no losers. What you've got to do is focus on your end game. Look at the five steps here, and I'll read them out to you again. Recognize your main goal. Establish every step that will get you there. Turn those steps into micro goals. Set a timeline for each micro goal and factor in breathing space. And trust me, you not only will you finish over that finishing line, but you can complete the most monumental task that allow you to go on to become a business success.